Good morning, and welcome to Simply Startups. It's Sunday, January 28th. On today's show, we explore the role of Budget 2024 in India's startup landscape and why firms are looking for older CXOs as the COVID-led startup wave ebbs. Plus, we delve into why startups are seeking out health systems VC arms. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Startups. We start off with a look at India's startup scene, a hotbed of innovation with over 116,000 projects in fields like robotics, clean energy, and healthcare. However, in 2023, funding for these startups saw a significant drop of 73% due to challenging economic conditions and complex tax rules. Now, the startup community is eagerly awaiting the Union Budget 2024, which could either boost their growth or test their resilience. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Celeste. Can you tell us more about the expectations from the upcoming budget? Certainly, David. Startups are hoping for simpler rules, easier taxes, and more funding for innovative ideas, particularly in AI and clean energy. They're also looking for tax breaks and extensions on tax payment deadlines, which would give them more room to grow and hire. And what about the tax issues that these startups are facing? The tax landscape for startups in India is quite complex. There are different taxes for different types of shares, which can be confusing. Venture capitalists are concerned about taxes on their earnings, which affects their ability to raise funds for local companies. The angel tax on foreign investors is another concern. Startups are hoping for smarter rules to address these issues. What kind of support are startups looking for in terms of tax breaks and bonuses? Tax breaks and bonuses have been a lifeline for startups. They're hoping for an extension of existing tax breaks and the ability to carry forward losses for a longer period. This would give them more time and space to grow. How can the budget support environmentally friendly projects? The budget has the potential to be a game changer for the environment. By supporting projects in clean energy and nature conservation, it can drive positive change across various sectors. Tax breaks for sustainable projects would incentivize entrepreneurs to tackle climate change and build a more equitable future. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. Speaking of startups, the pandemic years saw a surge in them, propelling many younger executives into leadership roles. However, as the startup wave begins to ebb, There's a noticeable shift in the age profile of CEOs. Firms are now looking for older, more experienced leaders who can navigate uncertainty. Here to delve deeper into this trend is our correspondent. Can you tell us more about this shift in leadership preference? Certainly. The global conditions brought on by the pandemic have increased the demand for seasoned leaders. These are individuals who have weathered various business cycles and can guide companies through uncertain times. The startup boom during the pandemic saw many younger executives taking the helm. But as the startup wave subsides, companies are seeking more experienced leaders. What could be driving this change in preference towards more experienced leaders? There could be several factors at play. For one, the initial startup wave during the pandemic was characterized by a sense of optimism and a willingness to take risks, traits often associated with younger leaders. However, As the landscape becomes more challenging, companies may be looking for leaders with a proven track record of navigating difficult times. 
Additionally, experienced leaders often bring a wealth of industry connections and a deep understanding of business operations, which can be invaluable in uncertain times. How might this shift impact the startup ecosystem? This shift could have several implications. On one hand, it could lead to a more stable and mature startup ecosystem, as experienced leaders bring a level of steadiness and strategic thinking. On the other hand, it could potentially stifle innovation, as younger leaders are often more willing to take risks and explore uncharted territories. It's a delicate balance that the startup ecosystem will need to navigate. Thanks for that insight, James. Now, let's shift our focus to the healthcare sector. Over the past decade, health systems have been establishing their own venture capital arms to support health tech startups. At least 23 health systems, including big institutions such as Ascension, Cleveland Clinic, Kaiser Permanente, Mayo Clinic, and UPMC, currently have venture capital arms. When a startup secures an investment from a health system, it receives more than just capital. It also gains access to industry expertise, an inside look at hospital workflows, and an ideal environment to pilot digital tools. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Abby. Yes, David. Startup founders have found investments from health system VC arms to be more valuable in the long term than capital from traditional VC firms. This is because tech pilots launched with these health system partners end up being more effective as they are more incentive aligned. So what's in it for the health systems? Why are they investing in health tech startups? Investing in a health tech startup allows health systems to have a hand in shaping the tools they will eventually deploy across their enterprises to solve issues like burnout, payment delays, and excessive hospital readmissions. This involvement ensures that the tools created align with the existing workflows, promoting adoption. Can you give us an example of a health system that has launched its own venture capital arm? Certainly. Stanford Healthcare launched its venture capital arm in 2012. They built a team committed to helping startups understand how care delivery systems work. They don't just provide capital to digital health startups for profit. They're also focused on being an active part in validating and commercializing the technology needed to improve people's health and reduce overall healthcare costs. What does this involvement look like in practice? When Stanford decides to invest in a startup, it takes on the role of being the company's shepherd. They walk the startups through clinical and operation functions, various service lines, and legal compliance processes. This close involvement greatly improves the chances that a tech pilot will be successful. And what about the startups? How do they benefit from this relationship? Startups benefit greatly from this relationship. For instance, Laudio, a Boston-based startup that automates administrative tasks has a long-term relationship with Memorial Hermann, a health system with an investment arm. Because Memorial Hermann is an investor in Laudio's technology, it worked directly with the startup to co-design the program and agree on strategic goals. This careful approach to technology pilot design greatly increases the chances of success. What does the future look like for health system VC arms and their relationships with startups? The future looks promising. There's a growing recognition of the need for more strategic technology pilots. Some suggest that health system VC arms should collaborate to bring innovative products to the market more quickly. This approach could lead to more effective and efficient solutions for the healthcare industry.
Thanks for those insights, Abby. Now let's shift our focus to Ukraine's tech scene, which continues to thrive despite ongoing conflict. In fact, the country's tech sector remained its largest service export in 2023 and is expected to grow further, according to a report by the Lviv IT cluster. Interestingly, the conflict has also spurred the emergence of defense tech startups specializing in electronic warfare and robotics. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Bella. Can you tell us more about the current state of Ukraine's tech scene? Certainly, David. Ukraine has been a significant tech hub in Eastern Europe, with a burgeoning tech scene that produced numerous notable startups and over 50 venture capital funds. Even amidst the ongoing conflict, the tech sector has shown resilience and adaptability. In fact, the war has led to the birth of numerous defense tech startups specializing in electronic warfare and robotics. That's quite interesting. Could you tell us about some of the top Ukrainian startups that have been instrumental in boosting the country's economy and tech sector? Absolutely. Monobank, a fintech startup, has gained popularity among Ukrainians for its mobile bank's convenience and usability. Preply, an online teaching platform, has expanded its market to more than 180 countries with over 35,000 tutors. Grammarly, a typing assistant, is now valued at $13 billion. GitLab, an online code repository, is one of Ukraine's first unicorns. And Reface AI, known for its deep fake face swapping application, raised a total of $5.5 million in funding from U.S. investors. These are indeed significant achievements. What about startups in other sectors? There are several noteworthy startups in other sectors as well. Ajax Systems, for instance, develops and manufactures security systems from scratch and sells its products in over 120 countries. People.ai, an AI platform that collects and analyzes sales and marketing-related data, became a unicorn startup in 2021. MacPaw, a tech company that develops apps and services for Apple Mac users, is well-known in the Ukrainian IT world. PetCube, which develops software and hardware for pet owners, has raised a total of $14.1 million in over 12 funding rounds. And Respeecher, a speech synthesis software company, has raised $3 million from various VC firms. It's clear that Ukraine's tech scene is diverse and thriving despite the challenges. Thanks to Bella from Simply Startups for the insights. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Startups. We'll see you back here tomorrow.